Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Steve Rosenblum. We suck so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. And, um, Good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints. Things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote Stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage. Together again for the first time. Together again since, I don't know, in a month on Saturday Suckage. And we have a new name, a new voice in our Saturday Suckage roll call. So let's begin. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Grabber. It sucks and it freebases. Mike Tomlin. Uh, Sucking. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Brian Cashman. I also know that we suck right now. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Like, do we suck? Chris Rock. I suck so bad, he used to pick me after the white kids. Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. And here's our newest voice, Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys not going to make anyway. You guys are suck. <laughs> And when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Mark Grody. Hey. <laughs> I apparently suck as well. I've already been yelled at by the trash panda to begin this show. 
for apparently not reading the entire rundown to know which line I would be broadcasting on today. So I suck. There you go. We'll add you to the suckage roll call. That was that was nice. It just keeps growing. And Trash Panda, by the way, would like to um, minimize the suckage on Saturday suckage by having the entire Saturday suckage roll call take the entire first segment, and then he wouldn't have to hear from <laughs> That's us. That's the dream, guys. <laughs> first 15 always, minutes of the show is just people saying we suck. Uh-huh. Always good to have a goal. Well, we do. We're together again. That's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday suckage. We will. Uh, this is an all-Mark Saturday. Mark, 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 Mark. Mark Potash will join us at 1120 to talk Bears because, I don't know, it just, it's crazy. It's, it's, I have a question about Mr. B.U., becoming Mr. BS, and we'll ask Mark Grody that. And there's Mark Potash, Mark Grody, and Mark Gonzalez will join us to talk Sox and Cubs and playoffs and playoff rotation for the Sox. And and can the Cubs just stop now? Can they put us out of our misery now? But first, in advance of tomorrow's home opener, we're going to go to Soldier Field. We just want to check things out. So let's check in at Soldier Field with Andy Dalton's Bears. go we'll check in and we'll see how it goes the fans apparently are in mid-season four mark let's can you help me out here connect the dots for me can you connect the dots you like doing that don't you i do like connecting the dots too all right let's connect the dots uh matt nagy um mr bu sounds like mr bs and here's why you got andy dalton the qb1 averaged 4.2 yards or intended air yards per attempt second worst in the league did not throw a pass in the air over 10 yards. So he says, this Nagy guy, about Justin Fields, the nice thing about Justin is you've got somebody that is special with making throws too. So many times you see guys that come in and sometimes they're just running quarterbacks and that sort of thing. So he can be a weapon that way too. So if you're calling intentionally short, quick, get rid of the ball quickly because we don't trust our offensive line and that defensive line is really good and... We're not going to throw downfield. We're not going to challenge them. They're going to cheat up. Which Hall of Fame coach would choose to play the less dangerous quarterback the way Matt Nagy is? you got to help me. I don't understand. <laughs> you, do you, I thought you were going to give me a list of the the quarterbacks. that. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Steve, I, I don't know if I have an actual answer to that question that is going to satisfy anybody, but when we've seen throughout the Andy Dalton career that he this is what he does well. He, he does know how to manage an offense. He does know how to get rid of the ball quickly and make quick decisions, which I guess is one of the things that they're still working out with Justin Fields in terms of getting rid of the ball more quickly and not necessarily, especially in a case like this where you don't have the offensive line to protect, clearly to protect any kind of explosive plays or long balls of, of any sort. So mm-hmm. I, I suppose... 
that that's what went into the thinking of that, that at this point, Andy Dalton might be better at running that kind of offense, an offense that they have to run because of a wobbly offensive line. But they do have a quarterback who can run away from, who can deodorize the offensive line shortcomings and deodorize the play caller's inability to call the game that's in front of him. And I don't, here, here's just really confusing to me that you, Nagy is a guy who, maybe not only, but certainly centrally, loves all of his Nito torpedo plays, right? It's just one cocktail napkin after another. Hey, I'll do this. Hey, I'll do that. You know, it's the pretty shiny thing, the pretty shiny gizmo, gadget, surprise, shocking play. He's He likes the plays that get an opponent's heads spinning. And I get that. That's what you want to do. But he refuses to play the quarterback who makes opponents' heads spin. And I just don't get that. I just don't understand how that could be the same guy. Mr. B.U. seems to be part of Mr. B.S. in in that idea that if you're that guy, if I'm going to shock you and I'm going to to be unpredictable and you're not going to know and we're going to take these shots and wouldn't you play the guy who gives your offense the best chance to to make the opponents worry? Probably. You know, there's something here that we don't know yet, and and that is, I mean, they'll speak in generalities about Justin Fields. Like, why, so why isn't Justin Fields playing? And and what is it that he has to work on? And that that answer usually becomes very generalized, turns into some. Well, he's got to work on everything. You know, he's just experience and watching and learning, speed, the speed of the game, all, all these things that you can't quite quantify or look up or what that you have to kind of take their word for. There's got to be something more to that they are that Matt Nagy is thinking that perhaps his coaches, John D. Filippo and Bill Lazor and those cats, that they, they have identified with Justin Fields that there is something they're not completely comfortable going full go in. I don't know if that is because they have not told us and I don't think us and maybe we'll find out someday what it was but there's obviously something and then the other part is too a little bit of uh relief though in knowing that i mean got in in the first game justin fields he played the five snaps they you know matt nagy revealed to us the other day that there were definitely more plays it was all just circumstantial so he he's already he's already blown up his initial plan, which was to play the Pat Mahomes game, which would have sat him on the... Remember when we were all playing, like, when's he going to get in all maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth game? He got in in the first game. So let's just see what happens tomorrow. And if that... It's going to at least be doubled. Is he going to get successive plays this time? Is he going to get an entire series? I do think that it, we're seeing a slow takeover by Justin Fields, and I'm going to be fascinated to see what they do tomorrow. Hey, Mark, can I ask you something real quick? And I, I try yeah, to please. listen to as many Bears pressers as I can, but I don't get to listen to every yeah. second of all of them, and you're obviously there. So has anyone asked the question directly to Matt Nagy, why isn't Justin Fields starting? Like in it, like what is what are the reasons? Like specifically, what well, do you want to see from him? 
that that's that's just it. We're not we, those questions have been asked, yeah. And the the most popular answer has been we like what Andy Dalton is doing. See, they you know, keep the, deflecting. Like, I, well, I know, and that's that's. I think that was my initial point in saying that there must be something real that they're working on with him, or that they don't quite trust in his NFL life yet. You know, so that that's and I I don't know that they are beholden to admit. I wish they would, because that would probably shut us all up if we actually knew what it was that was actually holding him back, other than experience. But then we see all the other examples of young quarterbacks going in and starting. Trash Panda, the, the, there is a version of the question you asked that our first guest, Mark Potash, did ask. We'll ask him about that question, and we'll ask him about the answer he got and how satisfying or unsatisfying it was at where it left him. Mark, I wonder if it is, in, in a bigger picture, which again makes the Bears full of BS in a lot of ways, but the bigger picture is this. You, they signed Andy Dalton. He was the best in the in the return pile, right? The remainder bin. He was the best of what was there in their view. Never believing they would have had a chance to trade up to get the guy they got. Whatever he turns out to be, and it's dubious because Ryan Pace doesn't know offense, doesn't know quarterbacks, and Matt Nagy still yet to prove he can develop one. But they have Justin Fields. They have a guy who is dynamic. They have a guy who's dangerous. They have a guy who makes opponents plan for more than Andy Dalton does. But much like they did with Mike Lennon, Ryan Pace, and now in collaboration with Matt Nagy, they kind of made a promise. We heard Andy Dalton, you know, this is my time. He was promised something. And around the league, you don't want to be perceived as totally without credibility. There's a lot of places where Ryan Pace lacks credibility. The, the one area I guess he doesn't want to or that he's protecting, potentially, as you look for an answer, could it be that they made a promise, as simple as they made a promise to Andy Dalton, they're going to let him start one game, two games, see where it goes, 17-game season, gives him a chance to get back into it. And by the way, this division sucks. So even with a bad start and the wrong quarterback, they potentially envision a way to climb back and make it all work and not look so bad in the eyes with their words of the rest of the NFL. Is that a possibility? You make you, no. You make it a good point about the the promise thing, and I, I do think I think that to a large degree. The, again, if they could do this all over again, I bet they would do it differently. I don't know that they suspected. There, there's a couple parts here. I don't know if they suspected that Justin Fields would make the jumps that he did in camp. Um, I I also think that the as far as the promise thing is concerned that they would probably look back on that too and say it was a mistake but the but the bears were kind of in a they were kind of entering desperation territory in terms of getting another quarterback in there because you struck out on the whole Carson Wentz thing he goes to the Colts you struck out on on Ryan Fitzpatrick um and then you have you know and there were a few other guys that they Matthew Stafford and by the way and, yeah, yeah, and Russell yeah, Wilson abs- nope. no a hundred Russell Wilson yeah wow absolutely <laughs> Tom Brady they, they, nobody they <laughs> yeah so 
they got to a point where they had to up the ante a little bit and be like, all right, and Andy Dalton was probably going to go someplace else if the Bears hadn't have said, yes, you're going to be our starter. I don't know if they ever said the words, Andy, I promise you, you'll be our starter. They probably just said, we are signing you to be our starting quarterback. And Andy Dalton repeated those things right away. So all I know is this is what they told me. And once that's out there, then, yeah, you really can't go backwards on it and it puts you in a bad place and so the bears can at least now the bears can say yes Andy Dalton started the season he did that he started against the the Los Angeles Rams last week and look how fast they got Justin Fields in there look how I mean it's happening already and it's going to happen more so as angsty as we all are and I understand it I get it I'm not mad at anybody who's like get Justin Fields the hell in there no more Andy Dalton I get it but guess what it's happening it's going to happen just hang in there all right well let's see how they're hanging in let's go back to Soldier Field and let's check in with the fans uh, and their thoughts at Soldier Field on Andy Dalton's Bears Saturday suckage like it ought to be. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times about the Bears, a question he asked that seemed to have Matt Nagy, Mr. B.U., turn into Mr. B.S. We'll see what Potash thinks. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Together again for the first time, Saturday suckage like it ought to be, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Because of who they are and then, and then the coaches that we have and the way that they practiced, uh, they get it. They're, they thought they, they practiced fast. They were finishing um, and now, but now, now we got to do it when it counts. We got to do it on, on Sunday. And now we get that chance. They get that chance. And that's all we can do is, you know, go, go on Sunday and see how, how the results turn out. Just get sadder and sadder listening to Mr. BU turn into Mr. BS. Or maybe I'll be sad, been, Steve. I guess. And, and, well, it is. Steve, it's sad. It's depressing. Steve, it's, it, I need you yeah. happy. We, we need, need your sunshine. sunshine. Yes, yes. Can we get that by 2 o'clock today, you think? (laughs) That's right. If I'm not there, start without me. Uh, He's Mark (laughs) Cody. I'm Steve Roseman. This is Saturday Suckage. Boy, is it ever. So our next guest, Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, asked the uh, interim Bears head coach the question, what does Andy Dalton give you that Justin Fields doesn't or can't or whatever? And here is the interim coach's answer. That's a good question. I understand it. Uh, but when you look back and you say, and after you're able to watch the tape and see where you're at, you, you, you know that, um, you know, we talked about, and I, I brought it up in regards to producing and scoring touchdowns and, and winning. And so we're always evaluating that. But I thought that Andy did a pretty good job yesterday of being able to um, you know, get the ball out to guys where he needed to in certain situations. I, I, you look back, and the biggest, the biggest error that he had was that interception to start the game. And sometimes those can be big ones because that's a momentum deal, right on third down. So, um, you know, without getting into the the comparisons too much, I just think that right now when we're evaluating Andy, that I thought he did uh, a good job of being able to put us in in good situations, and then using Justin when we did. Justin did well too. Matt, what do you think? Montgomery. No updates today. No, they're, they're actually working through all that. So once we uh, get them through that, we'll know more. But there's n- nothing today. Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, thank you. Welcome back to Saturday Suckage. Thanks for joining us. You asked a question. I didn't hear an answer. What did you hear, and, and what did you make of his answer? Well, I heard, that, I heard the part that he's not into comparisons. So... Uh, he's just not ready to go there yet, and uh, I, I understand where he's coming from. I think that's why this is a really big week uh, for Andy Dalton because um, week one is one thing, but uh, week two is another. And if he's no better than he was, uh, you know, if he's no better Sunday than he was last week, that's a much more difficult question for him to answer by just saying I'm not into comparison. So, um, yeah, so it was a non-answer, and he's just not ready to go there, and. Um, but, uh, you know, what's early for him is late for everybody else. So uh, it, it comes very quickly. Uh, and I, that's why I think this is a huge week. I think this is where things can possibly turn. Yeah, I, I do too. And yeah, I was just saying that, Potsy, that just as, as angsty as Bears fans are and as wanting of Justin Fields as they have been, it's happening. And it's going to happen more on Sunday. And there could be a takeover that eventually occurs, occurs maybe earlier than people think. But do you think, because we were talking about this in the first segment, do you think that 
the reason Justin Fields has not played more to this point and was not given a chance to start the first game. Do you truly believe that there is a developmental piece that they're still working on with him that they are sanding to make fine? Or is it because of the handshake promise that was apparently made with Andy Dalton and the Bears brass? Yeah, I think it's like 90% the latter. And that, frankly, you know, that's why I have, uh, compared to others, uh, I have not been as obsessed with this quarterback thing because I think the Bears kind of painted themselves into a corner inadvertently when they signed Andy Dalton without knowing they were going to be able to get Justin Fields. And it's easy for us to write in the paper. It's easy to say on the radio, oh, they should forget that, whatever agreement there was, just forget that, just start the kid and, and, and get on your merry way. But when you've been in that negotiating room and you've, you're the guy who told, ostensibly told Andy Dalton that you know, he's coming here because he's going to be the starter, it's a lot, all I'm saying is it's a lot harder to say that and to pull the rug out from under him. So I just think they feel an obligation um, I agree. to go the, rate, go, go the route that they've gone. I, it's, just not, it's not a very big deal to me right now that, uh, you know, that they might be starting the lesser quarterback or the quarterback gives them a, a, a lesser chance to win or the quarterback who is not right for them long term. That, that doesn't really bother me at this point. But that's kind of why that goes back to the first part that we talked about is very quickly that turns. And Matt Nagy to me has, and maybe people disagree with this, I don't know, Matt Nagy, to me, has shown every indication that he's seeing the same game we are and that when, thing, when, the, when, when it's obvious that, that uh, Justin Fields should be playing uh, relative to this so, you know, the, the, the signing of Dalton, I think he will. I think he'll, I, if he lets us linger, I'll be very disappointed, and we will, and we will respond accordingly, I think. And that's why uh, the first three, four games are very important because that's when it has to happen. But anyway, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's mostly the obligation they felt that we don't uh, that, uh, to Andy Dalton. Because, you know, people say, well, boy, you can lose the locker room when you don't start the best quarterback. Well, you can you can lose face in the NFL too by making promises and not keeping them too. I think that's 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 a free agency deal, and so there is a there's a real obligation there in my in my mind based on what I've seen. So I, I don't think it's that egregious. I don't think it's that incompetent uh, of them to be going the route they're going. But all I'm saying is that changes very quickly at the rate things are going based on weeks two, three, and four, and and so that's why this early part of the season is just absolutely critical. And frankly, fun to watch. <laughs> Mark Potash of the Sun-Times is our guest. The Scores Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So the Bengals present a little different, present a different kind of defense. Their defensive line is strong. They are they're playing the way the Bears overpaid and overrated defensive line is supposed to play. So what do you think of the Bears' offensive line chances? They seem to have more questions going into this game than they did before. What do you think the chances are that Matt Nagy will wake up and say that that Justin Fields can deodorize these bad plays we have and these short plays and these quick throws? He can go downfield because he's going he's gonna to run around the, in the pocket to, make, to allow guys to get open. Well, first, the, the scenario has to ensue, and we didn't really get an opportunity to see that last week because it kind of played uh, it just it, just the way it played out. The, the Rams, the, you know, the Rams, you know, did not load the box up, so it allowed the Bears to, uh, uh, you know, maybe falsely 
give the Bears a running game that they maybe not, don't really have, and it shut down their you know their their passing game. That this is going to be more of a traditional test for the Bears offense where they're going to have to run the ball and this is a, de- a defense they should be able to run the ball and they're going to be able to and, the, and they're going to be able to give their line see if their line can give their quarterback enough time to throw downfield so the offensive line really was not tested last week because they got the ball out too quick so now you'll see that but you know let me say this though I, I think there's a danger in allowing um, Justin Fields to get out there and just run around like crazy in every play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't consider that quarterback development, and I saw a little bit of that in the preseason where there were like out of six plays, he ran on like four of them. And if he just runs, and you're right, he can make the offensive line better. I totally agree with that philosophy. He can make like, to, to use maybe a bad example, a Charles Leno, to me an above average offensive line, he can make him a really good one by nullifying the one or two major mistakes he plays by running away from it, running out of it. I get that part of it. But if he does what I think he might do based on the preseason, if he's running around like crazy uh, on every play and making plays and getting everybody all excited and actually scoring points, that I would argue that whether that is actual quarterback development because I think then you're letting your quarterback be, be your offense and he really needs to develop within it. So I don't think people agree with me on that, but that's just my, I, I think there's a danger also in just throwing fields in there before the offense is really ready to let him run. Yeah, I actually have come to agree with that, Mark. I think at first, it like when you just look at it on a, on a sheet of paper, just objectively and say, yeah, you, you're more, the guy with the 4-4 speed is probably going to work better with an unsure, volatile offensive line, but to your point, the quarterback development and the part two where yeah, he's going to make some big plays. There's no doubt about it. But if he keeps on running, he will get tackled a lot. And it does increase his chances for, for getting hurt as well. So, I, I, you know, Andy Dalton is going to get rid of the ball, and he's good at all of that. So those are all things that we've talked about for a long time. But I do want to talk about the Cincinnati offense against the Bears defense. And there are several hot spots for sure on the Bengals, starting with the quarterback Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Joe Mixon. Is there any reason to believe the defense will have more success against Cincinnati than they had against the L.A. Rams? Yeah, I, I think so, but I can't. I sure, certainly can't promise it. I just think I, I, I'm just guessing that they will snap back, and the issues that they had – where you know they were like in a total funk and and you know I don't know how you fix that but I just I think you need another game to see just how real that that situation is so yeah I think they can have a good game against uh, Joe Burrow he's a really he's going to be a really good quarterback I really like him I think he's really got the it factor I think he's just the kind of I think he's going to be as good as they say but he's he's still young and I still think the Bears defense can you know can can handle that but it's going to be yeah it's going to it's going to be a challenge but again this is this is more of a litmus test same thing this is more of a litmus test than last week was I think I don't know if last week was an aberration or whatever it was just uh just some oh, kind of huge brain cramp um, but this is where we'll see but yeah I don't see this as uh, as any insurmountable thing for the Bears I don't think I, I don't think it's certain that they'll shut them down um, like they did a few years ago in Cincinnati, but uh, I, but I, I still think this is a better opportunity to see if the Bears' off uh, defensive problems are for real. And another thing, you know, without if Eddie Goldman doesn't play, that's another factor that they're missing, especially with uh, with Joe, with the Joe Mixon factor. So yeah, I guess I'm I'm talking in circles here, but I, I just feel like this. I think the Bear. I think the Bears' uh, defense. I, I I feel like they will uh, snap back and 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 play well. 
uh, against Cincinnati. And if not, then I agree. Then you've got you've got long-term major big issue problems if they can't handle this one because there are even better better offenses they're going to be facing down the road. We're talking with Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times, talking Bears here on The Score, Chicago Sports Radio 670. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. The, the whatever you want to call it, the, the mistake, the idea that Eddie Jackson, Sean Gibson couldn't, they wouldn't touch down a receiver who's obviously down, and that's basic football kind of stuff, and he gets up and runs and keeps running and might still be running. And the fact that Eddie Jackson seems to be a guy who, hey, he got paid, I'm not going to play much anymore, and he's certainly not going to play at that level. The fact that Nagy wouldn't set a day afterwards, he hadn't talked to him about that, did that surprise you? Does that matter to you? Is that some form of... Is that abdicating some head coach responsibility? Uh, I don't know. It might be bad parenting, but uh, <laughs> no. I, but I, I, that's Matt. That's Matt Nagy style. He does not. You know, he is a player's coach. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he has been stern with them privately or whatever on occasion. But in general, he's their friend, and uh, he is not going to do anything, whether it comes to. Um, Players not talking to the media. Players getting vaccinated. Whatever he's not going to talk, tell them too much that uh, that he thinks is going to cause any kind of consternation. And he's just a player's coach. That's all there is to it. So no, that doesn't surprise me at all. And in general, he's he, he pretty much has been let the defensive coordinator handle things. And so I think he's leaving that up to Sean Desai to get that thing straightened out. But let me say this about Eddie Jackson. I just feel like I don't I don't think Eddie Jackson is his verve is any more is any different. I don't think he's soft or whatever or comfortable because he got paid. I just think it was timed up with the fact that Eddie Jackson is a byproduct of the Bears' front seven. I don't think he's like uh, I don't think he's even a Harrison Smith kind of safety who's going to be good in any defense. I just think he's I think he's a good safety who's really good, all pro good. When you have guys like Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks playing at an elite level like they were in 2018. And uh, and and Hicks and company in 2017, and and I, they don't have that anymore. So I think that's where that it's more of a timing issue <clears throat> with the defense, where I think uh, the the front seven makes Eddie Jackson what, uh, the special player he is, and they just they're they're just not there right now. And I don't know if they may never get there again. Let's stay on the front seven. But that's also why that. they're not paying anybody too. You know, you talk about Dalen Robinson and and Akeem Hicks and stuff like that. I think yeah. they, you know, they want to. I think the idea of keeping guys hungry uh, is is kind of their tack now. After uh, probably after seeing what happened to Eddie Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as for the front seven, then Potsy, and I know you mentioned Eddie Goldman earlier, and he is doubtful tomorrow for tomorrow's game because of a knee injury. Practice one day. I, I had assumed that he was going to play, just having seen him out there practicing the one day and then the last two days. He did not. And I want desperately, Mark, to take the Bears' word for it when they say this is just a day-to-day thing and, you know, the vibe was it's not that big a deal. He could be fine. But just with the way it's gone for Eddie Goldman, the way he, you know, he, he was, you know, missing in action and the, all the, the offseason stuff, and then he comes to camp and he's injured a lot. He, had, he was on the COVID protocol. Now he's got the knee injury. I can't help but just wondering what Eddie Goldman we're going to get this year. Is he going to play this year? I mean, are you worried about this? Well, I think they're concerned. I think they're concerned about it too, and, and that's why they're. I think he's not going to play. 
because they would rather have him at 100 percent than at uh, you know 80 or whatever he is. So I, I think they're being careful there. Yeah, I think there's always a concern with injuries. You know, frankly, when I saw uh, Peters go out, I, I didn't think he'd be, I didn't think he'd be play this week, but it looks like he might <laughs> right. give it a go. But you know, I, I think it's fair the way things have gone to fear the worst. But I'm not that concerned right now that this will. I, I don't get that feeling. You know, sometimes you just know that it's going to be a longer-term ter- longer thing. I can't, can't try to think of an example, but I can't. But sometimes you just know it's going to be a longer-term thing. I, have, I don't yet get that impression because, well, A, we haven't seen them. So, you know, it's one thing. Um, but, yeah, we just don't know. So I'm, I'm not concerned. Uh, is it day-to-day that? I don't know. But with this, with this uh, three-week IR now, um, teams don't have to hide it as much now. And if a guy was, you know, if a guy was uh, hurt, you know, not what was hurt, and it wasn't a day to day. They would just put him on like they have. They just put him on IR and, and let him sit for three weeks. So I think there's a legitimate chance. I don't think he's going to play this week, but I think he. I think there's. I guess to answer your question, I think once he gets going, he'll be Eddie Goldman again. I think it's just they're being careful and want to make sure he's 100 percent healthy, which frankly is my thing. I think. I mean, I'm big on that. I think a guy like Khalil Mack would be better off playing, like, you know, 12 games at 100% than, than 8 at 100 and 8 at 80. I mean, so I, anytime yeah. they're going to get a player's 100%, I think that's a huge thing in the NFL where guys tell them, yeah, I want to play, I want to play. Khalil Mack wants to play when he's 80%. Well, Khalil Mack isn't Khalil Mack when he's 80%. He shouldn't be playing when he's 80%. They should save that and let him play when he's 100%. So, so if the subject is our players, uh, is Eddie Goldman uh, uh, ever going to be 100%? I think he will. I think they're trying to get him there, and, and I think that's actually a wise move. Mark, based Mark. on everything that you have said here, I'm sorry, Steve, I just got a no, quickie. No, no. I want to slide in here for our guest, Mark Potash, from the Chicago Sun-Times on Rosenblum and Grody. Um, based on everything that you've said, and I, honestly, God, I have not looked at your pick, if you've even revealed it yet. Sounds to me like you're picking the Bears. I mean, you, you've got a pretty positive outlook right now, or I guess more positive than others. you got the Bears winning tomorrow? Well, I, I do, Mark, but uh, almost in like a, uh, Steve will appreciate this, in a cynical manner, because I've seen this movie so many times where they play poorly, and they get everybody in the world thinking they're crap. And then all, then they against a beatable team they they snap back and they're awesome right. and then they're saying see what are you guys telling us we're bad for see how great we're and then the next week they're bad again I mean so I uh-huh. did I picked them to win it was one of my top plays in a, my the cheat sheet the NFL picks page I do all right. and all I right. think I had them winning like thirty one to seventeen because I like I said I've seen this movie so many times I can almost <laughs> predict it so. But I'm a YouTube right, I predicted the Bengals to win twenty four to six so either way I'm going to come back and say I was right. Yes. Thank goodness. Thank you. Thank goodness you bet both sides. Mark, thanks for your time. All right. Appreciate thanks, it. guys. Great to talk to you again. You See you, too. Man. Mark Potash. A fun visit all the time. I knew he picked Potsy. it. I knew it. How did I? Yeah. Did I sniff that out or what? Cause he, yes, you did. He kept you saying, forward. like, he kept saying, I'm not worried. I'm not like every. We, we tried to throw worries at him. And one by one, he knocked down our worries. And it all led up to me thinking, yeah, he's, this guy's got the Bears winning. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, maybe he's just yeah. trying to justify his disillusionment with, like, I, I can't believe they're really going to suck this way for the next three months. Well, yeah. they might. They've certainly, they're certainly capable of it. they got the right coach who can't coach the game in front of them, and they got the wrong quarterback, so that's a good start. <laughs> Anyways, the quarterback for the Bears, whoever did. You know what? Let's check. Let's see. Let's go down to Soldier Field oh, and no. let's check on the fans and see what their thoughts are on Andy Stop Dalton's it. Bears. Oh, 
Okay, well, say this for the fans, they're more consistent. There mm, is uh, don't like the, it. Defen- the defensive line that the Bears are going to face, whatever you think of their offensive line and whoever it might be. So it was uh, that defensive line for the Bengals had themselves quite the moment last week. And there are some numbers that might surprise you. We'll come back with that. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. They play in your face, man to man, a little zone here and there, but I mean, they're not they're not hiding anything, so there's some opportunities out there for sure. Bears receiver Darnell Mooney talking about the Bengals. And the Bengals are gonna make their secondary look good based on their pass rush. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. Pro football focus, Mark. Charted the Bengals' defensive tackle group. This is according to um, Paul Denner Jr. of The Athletic. Covers the Bengals oh, for The huh. Athletic. The uh, tackle group had seven pressures, three sacks. Just the defensive tackles. That's as many sacks in one game against the Vikings as they managed all of last year. This group's bigger, better, different. The Bengals had four sacks in all. The defensive line had four sacks. And they drew five holding penalties against the Vikings. And there was a sixth one that was declined. That was the most of any team in the league. These, these are the Bengals that the, that the <clears throat> Bears offensive line is going to face. And yet, because the Bengals play, man, the Bears seem to indicate this week, you were there, seem to indicate yeah. they think they could get place downfield even yeah. though this defensive line seems seems pretty it seems scarier than you might think yeah well i'll say this the the viking and i know the vikings and kirk cousins were in a little bit more of a of a desperation mode but the vikings did have three receivers or make that um yeah three receivers with 70 yards or more in that game against the Bengals last week. And, yeah, Allen Robinson pointed it out to us when we huddled around him this week, and I was part of that. And he, he pointed out that the Bengals played one high safety, press man. They don't do this. This defense will not look like what the Rams were doing. They were playing in a in a give-them-a-little-room zone and letting the Bears do their dink and dunk. And if they wanted to run it, as the Bears did well at times, they were going to let – That's it's going to be different in this one. And this is where – Allen Robinson thrives, and uh, he he can win one on. He's one of the best route runners in the National Football League. Is Allen Robinson? So you put him one on one, and the one high safety, you're going to see more damage done this week for sure from Allen Robinson, and hopefully from Darnell Mooney as well. Oh goodness! This early? Oh goodness! That is our breaking caller sounder from a score listener. And the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's visit with Trash Panda. What have you for us? It's an old friend. Hi, it's not me. I'm, I'm here okay. and not there. Toby's, and, Toby's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you You're still screening here, him? not there. Is he still I'm trying here. to explain where he's calling from? I'm, where the, are you? That I'm was here. Actually, I'm that there. was actually an old drop. <laughs> he's the Cheshire Cat. I'm here. Not there. He's the Cheshire Cat. He should be there. Hi. Toby, hi. Hi, guys. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How are I'm you? Good. That's, 
Is that a Toby. name or a condition? Yeah. A salutation or a condition when you say Toby High? <laughs> I recently ordered a, a, a Corona on a Delta flight. A Corona on a Delta flight. Yeah, I'm you can be laughing. here all week. Tip your wait staff. Drive home safely. I'm 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 laughing in the face of it. It's over. <laughs> the the pandemic is over. Yep, I declare it. it. So you've that's what it. you have to do. You have to you have to order a Corona on a Delta flight. Yeah, let's pull the troops out. We're done. We're done here with this coronavirus. <laughs> that's right. Look at that. Is Look that... at that. Is that what you called this shit? Yeah, by the way, how much much self-medicating do you need to do to watch these bears, these Matt Nagy and bears? A lot, a lot. I'm surprised you guys haven't had a caller, Andy, from Dalton, Illinois yet. Oh, that would be something. It would be. Would you, by the way, Toby, I I hope that you won't, but... if yeah, we're a little late on that. But Toby, if you go to the bear, if you were at the Bears game tomorrow, would you be one of those Bears fans who, if Andy oh. Dalton on a second play misses a three-yard pass to David Montgomery, you'll be booing and calling for Justin Fields? Oh my God, I'm gonna be so uncomfortable tomorrow. Well, I think you should I... explain to the class, share with the class. You just hate the the booing thing, so we won't do that bit. But we just did that bit because you walked I us know. into that bit. But I know. Just no, I don't mind the bit. The... Like, I, let me share with the class. Yeah, when you suggested that on our thread throughout the week, and when we start to plan the show, believe it or not, we planned this show. You said, "I'm gonna let's oh, don't let's ruin get the a bit. Don't ruin yeah. the bit here." <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're yeah. We're, oh no, I'm just For kidding, all they man. Know, we I'm just t- turn the mics on and go every yeah. day. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just stoned on my couch. I got impersonations. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> no, Dave, um, Dave the cat. Dave the cat. Oh, yeah, bro. That's right. Um, put a quarter, another quarter in the jukebox. Yeah, but no. Anyway, so you put that in the email hey we're gonna how about if we do this let's do this thing where we'll play the boo and i'm like all right i hate it because i hate booing like in th- that kind of booing like you could boo like if your team is down by 40 or if somebody's dogging it but the the projected booing on on a guy you know enchanting the other quarter that that kind of booing makes me very uncomfortable it makes me squirm but two things the comedy is good. Like, I understand why you want to do it, and the text reaction has been positive to your little bit that we're doing here today, Steve. So the com- I, I do, yeah, I sell out for comedy. I've often done that in my life. Sometimes people get angry with me because sometimes you sell out for the comedy, and sometimes at, at the expense me. of somebody. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. No, it's been, I mean, believe it or not, there are people around town who are not fond of me because of impersonations and things like that. So I Unlock get it. Me. I, I understand selling out, but I hate it. I hate that kind of booing. And But but I'm like totally like, yeah, I, I'm not here to tell fans not to. I'm not going to go that down that road, but I personally don't like it. So that's all. The premeditated all right. part of it. Yeah, the well, not just the premeditated, but there's there's a place for booing. I just don't think that it it's like it yeah. it's just it's very upsetting. That that's all I'm gonna say. What if, that's the, what if it's truly visceral? That's the, maybe it's not pre, maybe it's pre-planned, but also visceral. You know, very well, heartfelt. 
Well, it, it is, yeah. but it's sort of a hard to, like, you're not even giving him a chance to exist out there. And I, I unfortunately, well, I, I don't like this about me. I think about what that person is thinking, what their family must be thinking, oh, what their kids must be thinking. Course. You know what I mean? And, so, and that's and bad. With, I know. Oh, and I, no, I do that too. I do that too. And I actually have been thinking about that, you know, um, Actually, what I've been thinking about is the the perspective of the executives and and coach and everything like that. I feel like they, okay, I know it's ironic because they they did spend money and it's spend money and it's a sunk cost. But I I feel like they're viewing Andy Dalton as as um, house money, house money. They already whatever they get out of him. Is they're playing with house money? You know what I mean? But like they're, if well, they can they're get costing, one, they're costing themselves in the standings. They're not. It's not house money, and it's not. It, it may be a sunk cost, but it's not house money. When you cost yourself, you're in a bad division. You've got a chance to 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 win and take it over, and you're playing the least dangerous quarterback on your roster. Not sure, what's but the I feel they, they're playing. Dalton in the games they feel like they would lose with Fields anyway. So far, we gotta let you go. But yeah. really, what's ironic here is that you got serious on us. So if you want to use the word ironic, yeah. that's what that's that what was, became ironic. <laughs> yeah. I, I I had a suggestion too though, and I know we we probably gotta go. But for future, I would love to make picks. I don't follow the rest of the league that that closely, but I swear I could beat anybody just by making picks by hearing who's playing who that week and just tell me a few and i and the spread and i will tell you i think we got, logical. we got a new big guys every very, week very logical. Predicts. i would okay. yeah i would i would i would guess Toby, the, the bong predicts we'll just see what the bong says <laughs> i that'll work there's no question that'll work That'll work from the bong. Live from the bong. We will get that done. Thanks, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. All right. Yeah, all right. So, And, and I also think that the booing is um, because Hayden Ryan Pace doesn't show up. Whatever you boo, the premature booing of Andy Dalton is what they think of Ryan Pace because of the way he's been such a, such, such a disaster. He couldn't find a quarterback at a Manning family Thanksgiving, and this guy is just still has a job, remarkably. Let's take a break. When we come back, we have not done this for a long time. We need to do what Mark heard. It was quite the week. I imagine I've not heard what Mark heard, but Mark heard it. You heard it, right, Mark? I did heard it, and it's all bears, baby. All right. Well, we're going to come back with that. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I was saying Bullard. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.